Good evening, everyone, and today is January the 4th, 2022, and our second episode of Every Day is Autism. My name, again, is Angela, and I would like to thank everyone for tuning in. I also want to give everyone a big thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for all those um, emails. I've had several text messages. It's been very uplifting, and I want to tell you all thank you so much. Also, I want to wish everyone a very happy new year. Um, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I did want to talk about, I did have some notes wrote down on things that I was wanting to talk about as far as the autism, um, but we will get into that on Saturday. Um, so right now, this is what I'm going to do. I had a young lady to email me after she listened to the podcast the other day. Mind you, I've never met her. She is over, she lives in Texas. And before I do start, I will let you all know, I do have her permission to speak with you about a few things that she had put in her email. She is 27 years old. She is the mother of a autistic daughter. Um, again, and she lives in Texas. So I hope you're listening if you are. Um, and thank you for those beautiful kind words that you have said to me. And I'm just going to answer just a few of your questions. So um, I, I have let's rewind that back. I have answered her questions to her. I want to give some of these questions to you all because some of these questions I've noticed a lot of people have even asked me. Um, I have people here in our hometown that still ask me, how do I do it? Um, you know, how do I go to work full-time, go to school full-time, take care of him, do everything that I do? All I will say is, is that my children push me to do everything that I do. Yes, I still work a full nine to five job. I still, I go to school full time and I run two businesses and I have a podcast. So I'm staying busy for my children because everything that I do is definitely for them. And I do want to show them that through perseverance, pushing and not giving up that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. So we're going to jump into just a few questions here that she asked me and I did print print them off but I just highlighted just a few of them that I did actually want to go over with you all on today that may be of some great help to a lot of you all because again when you're dealing with someone on the spectrum um your life yes it is your own but you have to alter your life a little bit for that person on the spectrum because again they are very routine oriented and they themselves they have a lot of things that they're trying to overcome themselves so being someone who, like right now, my son is wanting to work. So I'm like, wow, he's at that age to where he's wanting to work and he is wanting to drive. I have not came to terms with the driving part yet, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So the very first question that she did ask me was, how do I do it? I'm going to be honest. Number one, lots of prayer. Prayer has gotten me through so many dark situations when it has came to autism. Um, sometimes I just find myself, even if I'm at work or just riding around somewhere, I'm just saying, Lord, thank you. Because one, he's blessed me to continue to go day by day by day by day with my son. Um, I will say, no, this is not an easy job being a caretaker or just in general, taking care of someone who has a disability. It is very hard. Um, second question that she asked, 
do do I ever stress? Yes. Stress that is one of the biggest things that I did in the very beginning. I will be honest with you. I had stress because one, I did not know what I was getting into as far as when he was diagnosed. Like I said, I was just given a pamphlet and said, here, your son has autism. And that was pretty much it. I went into this very blind. That is one of the main reasons why I started this this podcast as well, too. Because there are so many people who they their children or someone that they care for or that they love have gotten that diagnosis of autism. And they just are like, hey, they have autism. You don't know what services there are that's available. You don't know what it's going to really be like because, again, it's different every day. I wish I really had someone who was there for me to be like, yes, this is normal. This is not normal. Yes, this is and that isn't. But again, like I said, I trial and error, trial and error. That's all it really was. Um, is it normal for me to break down? Sweetheart, yes. You are only human. We all are human. So anyone that is listening to this podcast right now, don't ever feel bad, ever, if you have a breakdown. It's not going to be the first one, and it's really, really not going to be the last one. I couldn't tell you how many times I've just sat either in my bed or in the shower and I'm crying my eyes out because I'm like, God, yes, I was questioning. What did I do for him to have autism? Is this punishment for something? You know, is this my karma for, you know, in my younger days from all the partying and all the wild, crazy things that we do when we're young? I just didn't know. But all I can say is, yes, I still have days to where I break down, um, some of those days are good. Some of them are bad. Haven't had any, you know, within the last month or so. Not saying that it's not going to happen. Because, hey, again, you don't know what their day is going to be like. Especially when they're not with you and when he's at school. So, you know, you can't just sit there and say it's not normal to break down. Yes, it is. I will tell you, though, when you have that breakdown, cry as much as you want to cry. If that means you have to go somewhere to yell, scream, just do it. Because that is you releasing all of that that you have pent up on the inside. Um, one of my favorite things to do here since I'm in West Virginia um, is go out to Grandview State Park. It's a beautiful park. They have the most breathtaking overlook. And when I say it is breathtaking, you're standing up there and you're just looking out at the beautiful scenery of nothing but green trees. You can see the water um, all down below, streams of water. There's even a train track that you see. And it's just beautiful. And every time I go out there, I just leave all of my stress. I leave all my worry and I leave all my doubt out there. And then I come back and I'm good until the next time I have to go out there again. Um, I also like to, whenever I get down or whenever I get frustrated, I dive into my businesses. Um, what I do, I will just go practice, you know, on my dummy doing some lashes or I will read a lot of times what I'll do. Um, when I really get into it, a girl, I will, I can clean a house quickly. It's like you put on that music and you just start cleaning. Um, another question how do I manage a relationship if I have one? I will honestly say right now I'm single. Um, I was in a relationship 
um, with someone and it was good. But after a while, I got to see that him dealing with my son on the spectrum was not his cup of tea. Um, like I said, at first it goes good. And then when they start seeing, you know, like behaviors or little things like that, not saying this is for everyone, but that's just what I've experienced. Um, I sometimes tell myself, oh, this is life. You'll be single forever. But I know I won't because I put all of my faith in God. And when I had prayed, all I did was pray, God, whoever you have for me, let him be for me and my children. And he be there to be a helpmate for me and my children. Because again, as I was joke with some people sometime, I tell them it's like you get one, get two free. So you get me, you get the two free kids. And also you get the autism on top of that. But um, yeah, being in a relationship, it just depends on that person that you're in a relationship with. If they are willing to go far and beyond for you and that person that child, loved one, whoever it is on the spectrum. Um, because again, like I said, it's just, I guess the people that I was in relationships with just eh, didn't work. And like I said, I finally seen their true colors after a while. So for you, I will say, um, if you want to be in a relationship, there's no problem, but make sure that person knows that one, your child comes first and that, you know, there are going to be sometimes, you know, Definitely, like, if you're out in public, if there's going to be behaviors and different things like that, they have to be very comfortable with those behaviors. Um, because, again, people nowadays, they don't care. They'll just look at you. They'll stare. I've been in restaurants, been in stores before. And, you know, my son now, he well, at first, he wasn't very mannerable. He would just bump, bump, you know, just go straight through you not caring that you're standing there and trust me he's a big boy he's five he's about five four now he's wearing all of close to 279 really big boy so when you see this coming you know it's just a big guy what's up what's up and everyone if you can hear i love you mom i love you too son this is zion that you hear i did tell him that you all would be hearing from him at times can you tell the podcast people hello hey and tell them you had a good day. Have a good day. Yeah, I love you. I love you, Mom. I love you, son. Papa, your grandson. Yes, and your Papa's grandson. Mommy's son. And Mommy's son. Zion's son. Yes, Zion's son. We can say Zion's son. <laughs> and as you all heard, that is Zion. He has come a very, very long way because now that you can hear him talk beforehand, you wouldn't have been able to understand a word that he says. Zion was, before he was diagnosed with autism, he was the most loving and affectionate person that I had ever come across. It was nothing for him to just walk up to me no matter where I was at and just grab my cheeks and just give me a kiss. The very first time I was able to hear him utter those words, I love you, outside of when he talked when he was around two it was probably around his 11th birthday and we was getting ready for his party and it was very shocking to me because he was he just said mommy love you and i'm going to be honest i cried and most people were like well why did you cry well to finally hear your child say that they love you and you hadn't heard it since they were 
almost, well, he was two, getting ready to turn three, that it just done something to me. And it still does something to me every time because there's not a day now that goes by that I don't hear at least 50 million times a day how much he loves me. And that right there is what keeps me going. Because, again, there is a lot of autistics that are not affectionate. Some may have been affectionate. And then with the autism, they've not become affectionate anymore. So whenever you get that, embrace it. Enjoy it. Love on it as much as you possibly can. Um, and as you heard him say too, his pawpaw. His pawpaw, I will say, has been the best role model for not just Zion, but for my daughter. He's been the best role model for Zion because... Honestly, as a mother to a male child, there's only so much that we can do as a female. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional right now, but my son just recently, like I said, he turned 15 on Halloween of 2021. Um, I thank God I was able to purchase my first home um, for me and the kids, but he is finally learned how to stand up to use the bathroom. A lot of people would be like, oh my God, he should have learned that a long time ago. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, me being his mother, I can only teach him so much. So with me being the only one that he was always around, I don't know how to pee standing up. So how else was I going to teach him? There were not a lot of male role models in his life. There has been quite a few that will tell me, oh, if you ever need anything, let me know. I'll be there to help him, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Never happens. Um, I'm going to be honest. So that's why Zion is so close to my dad, because outside of my dad, a um, couple of his cousins, he really doesn't have a male role model in his life. And I'm going to be honest, that right there. So from time to time, yes, it does. It does hurt, but like I tell my dad, we'll we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. If any, which God forbids anything ever happens to my dad, but like I tell him, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for now, I'm okay with the situation. I've learned, and, and honestly, I've learned to be okay with it because again, I know what I've done for him, and I'm so thankful and so glad to be his mother. Because he not only has taught me about myself, he's taught me patience. He has taught me how to just live in the moment. He's taught me to just be thankful for the little things. Zion does not get excited over a whole lot. He gets excited over Christmas, definitely Christmas, and his birthday. He knows his birthday is on Halloween. And the day after his birthday, he's just like straight Christmas. Those are the little things that I love. Zion, you can get that boy a ream of paper and some colored pens. And this kid would have thought he won the lottery. For Christmas this past year, it was funny because I was talking to my mother on the phone. And he kept spelling staples. And he would say, Mommy, S-T-A-P-L-E-S red pins christmas 
Anyone who knows Zion knows this kid probably has at least 500 pens and pencils. He, he's just in love with pens and pencils. But it has to write a certain way, though. I will say it has to be a gel pen that he will write with. But that's just what he likes. He's very simple. He's very down to earth. For his birthday, he, well, this year he did ask for a pinball machine and a guitar. But he wanted a very, very big pinball machine. But like I told him, mommy will, you know, work on getting you a very big, big pinball machine when we can do some additions to the house, which means give him his own little playroom. Um, but other than that, like I said, he's the best kid. Been through a lot, has overcome a lot. There was a lot of obstacles that were thrown our way, but we've crushed them. And I'm glad we've crushed them. Um, like I said, it takes a village. My village, we're strong and I love them dearly. My village for not just my son, but for my daughter as well, is my dad, my mother, my two sisters, who every time Zion sees them, he doesn't care. He's going to kiss them and tell everybody, hey, did Crystal or did Zion? Um, He loves my aunt, Jennifer, who he, he always tells her she's adorable. <laughs> and that's exactly how he says it. He says, Jennifer, you're adorable. So to his great aunt, Jennifer, she's adorable. Um, it's just great having that village. He has a babysitter whom I love dearly. She has worked with him. Oh, man. Let's see. I met her when Zion was probably five, six, give or take a few years. I'm going to be honest. She knows. Um, she's a godsend. When I say she's a godsend, she picked up instantly. Um, just like I've offered everyone in the family when he was going through therapies and stuff and the therapist would come to the house and everything, you know, I would just say, hey, therapist is coming this day. Why don't you come by and learn this? She was always there. When I say she was always there, I joke with her from time to time. And I'm like, yeah, you're, my, you're the baby mom. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a little joke we have because, again, she didn't have to do all that she's done for him. Not just for him, but for his sisters. Um, when I say whenever I need her, if I just need a quick hour to myself or whatever she's always there and I appreciate her I thank her and I love her for that anyone that's listening to this right now get you a village that really really cares and when I say really care they genuinely care because those are the ones who are going to stick by your side through thick and thin and help you overcome what you're trying to overcome to make that person on the spectrum a better person because like I said it takes a village um in the past it was very hard as far as Zion because you know like the therapist and doctor said you don't want to force them to do things that they're not ready to do because then you're going to get breakdowns you're going to get emotional you're going to get behaviors it's just a whole lot so when you're dealing with them Make sure you're there repetitively. Make sure you're there consistently. 
I can't speak for every person on the spectrum. I can just speak for what I've dealt with with my son. If you're not consistent with him, he will walk right past you like you don't exist. He may speak to you, but again, if you're not consistent there, consistently there in his life to show him and to, for him to start trusting you, you're not going to get nowhere with him. I can call someone, my sister, mom, dad, aunt, babysitter, drop him off with no problem. I just want everyone to understand. Get those people in their lives that is going to be there consistently. They need the consistency. If it's not consistent, they don't care about it. Again, being a mother, a caregiver, I take my job seriously. I love my two children, dears. I just want everyone to understand and know it gets hard, but you can do it. Don't give up. You can do it. If you give up, you're not only giving up on yourself, but you're giving up on that person that you so that you so much love and that you want to see prosper. Because it's in them to be great. Again, if you listen to the first podcast or to the intro, there are so many famous people that are that have autism, that have gone on to do great things. It's our job to get in there, figure out how they learn, and to push them to their full potential. Again, don't give up on yourself. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. You're going to have days where you haven't cried. You're going to have days where you've cried all day long. But it's going to happen. It's natural. And you're not crazy for feeling that way. Because again, it's an emotion. You're trying to learn how to deal with someone who has a disability, who don't know how to deal with it themselves. So it's just up to us to make it the best that we can possibly make it for them. Now I'm going to end this podcast. As you all heard before when Zion came in, I can smell it now. He's fixing him something to eat. So mommy has to go and, you know, make sure everything's okay, which he loves using his air fryer. He throws everything in the air fryer. So I just want to thank you all. I want everyone to have a very blessed evening and I will be seeing you all Saturday. Thank you all. Have a blessed night.